We here at Moon Over the Trees Music and Theater Productions and the Harp Song Podcast care deeply about the planet and creating a business that gives back to nature. That's why we're thrilled to share that we partner with One Tree Planted to plant a tree for every item sold or event planned. Trees clean our air and water, they create habitats for biodiversity, contribute to our health and well-being, and create jobs for social impact. We're honored to have reforestation through One Tree Planted as an integral part of our business model. So every time you subscribe to the podcast and write a review, we will plant a tree. So this Giving Tuesday, why not head on over to OneTreePlanted.org or write a review for the podcast and support this wonderful organization. And a big thank you to one of our sponsors, the Somerset Folk Harp Festival, which will be taking place this July 21st through the 24th, 2022, and it will be a hybrid festival, so you will have access to all workshops, whether you are in person or you are attending online. Check out their website at somersetfolkharpfest.com and make sure to sign up for their their email list so you can get notified about their their discounts and the early bird specials and the the Cyber Monday special as well. The Cyber Monday discount is only available to subscribers to their newsletter so head on over to their website and sign up as soon as you can welcome to harp song presented by moon over the trees music and theater productions bringing people together through collaboration creativity and community all through the arts Thank you for joining us this week. I'm your host, Maureen Buscarino, and I hope to inspire you and to help you discover amazing music and artists from around the world. My guest today is Tiffany Schaefer. Tiffany is a harp teacher and performer based in Ohio. During our chat, we discuss the Ohio Scottish Art School, or OSAS for short, her involvement in OSAS and the Scottish Harp Society of America brought her into the world of Scottish traditional music. The first harp album she found in her local library was by Sue Richards, and she became inspired by Sue's playing. You can imagine Tiffany's surprise when Sue was one of her adjudicators at her first OSAS harp competition. We talk about many of the amazing harpists who have inspired her, many of whom have been interviewed on this podcast. Folks like Rachel Hare, Karina Hewitt, and Kim Robertson. Make sure to check out those episodes in our archives. Tiffany, thank you so much for for being with me me here on the podcast. It's really wonderful to meet you um, almost in person so we can talk about uh, harp and inspiration and music. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Maureen. I'm really happy to be here. So how how did you get interested in harp? 
So uh, when I was young, my my parents always had. We always, you know, my dad always had a lot of CDs laying around. So he, he was more of the, the Celtic and folk side. A little too country for me, but he, <laughs> he did have some, like, Celtic and folk side out there. And uh, my mom was big into music in college, and she got me into, uh, you know, choirs and English Renaissance music and things like that. Hmm. So so with those two, you know, things kind of in my background, um, I was 22. I had a new job. I had some money to spend. So um, I was looking on eBay actually for a lute. I said, maybe I could learn how to play a lute because I had a guitar at that time. So I was, you know, maybe not too different, hopefully. So I was just looking, shopping around for one. And I came across one of those little Pakistani harps. Um, So I thought, that's cool. I like Celtic music. I'll see how that goes. So I bought it and yeah, just kind of fell in love with it. So what other instruments do you play? What was your first instrument that you started playing? Yeah, so my my first instrument was piano, really. Um, I was playing on our piano from the time I was young, and I like to make up things and play by ear or copy things. And my poor mom tried to teach me how to read music, and I didn't (laughs) want to learn. (laughs) Um, So it was great when I found the harp because I thought, oh, it's the folk harp. You're you're allowed to play by ear. Like, this is encouraged. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) So, like, I, I can read music now. I'm not the fastest at it, but I do still prefer to play by ear. Um... But yeah, I I did piano for quite a while, and then um, I picked up a guitar, I think, when I was a teenager. I don't play that too often. I pick it up every, like, six months now, but still have it. And and then just the harp, yeah. I I do have a tin whistle, but I can play, like, two things on it, and they're both slow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so what drew you to Celtic music on the harp? Yeah, just really... um, it's it seemed to fit you know i already liked celtic music and i think that's really what drew me to the harp Mm. more so than the harp itself was celtic music um so i liked you know things like skyboat song and just other nice um carillon tunes i started getting into a lot of carillon tunes once Mm. i got my harp um and then my friend invited me to the ohio scottish games um and that's where i tried a real harp for the first time <laughs> and I still remember plucking it and what it felt like and I was just like mm. I need to get one of these <laughs> like I have to <laughs> so honestly it's a funny story um uh, I didn't even know this but there was a harp maker like one of the next towns over from me oh wow um, so yeah so she she had one of his harps and she invited me there um so I got one of his big 36 string harps wow um his name's Greg Meyer um, I don't think he's making them anymore, but but it was it was a great real starter harp for me. But yeah, going to so, the Ohio Scottish Games really you know got me into the Scottish music. Hmm. Um, Did you have like any harp influences? Yeah, uh, the I think before I even went to the games the first time, the first real Celtic harp CD I heard, which I got from my library, hmm. was um, "Grey Eyed Morn" by Sue Richards, hmm. which I think is actually her first CD, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I, it's still one of my favorites. I love that album. I still play a lot of the tunes on it. Um, so really it, that kind of really influenced, I think my style, cause I got it so early on and influenced the tunes I like. And then when I, when I competed at my first Ohio Scottish games, uh, Sue was one of the judges. <laughs> so I was a bit starstruck, <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> a bit nervous, but wow. uh, it was, it was good. The people at the OSAS, I mean, um, how, how would you describe the community that and how it shaped you as a, a harp player? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so just for anyone that doesn't know, we have um, our Ohio Scottish Games, which feeds into our Ohio Scottish Arts School. Um, so they're really in conjunction with each other. We try to get people at the games to the school. We try to get people attending the school, competing. Um, so it's a really great sort of symbiotic relationship. Um, and uh, it's, I can't say enough good things about Ohio Scottish Art School. It's just really, it's just like being at summer camp with your friends. But it's, it's so neat because everyone's different ages. Um, you know, we have, for the HARP program, we have, we have programs in HARP, fiddle, Scottish dance, and pipe, piping and drumming. Um, for the HARP program, we have uh, usually a group of teenagers that come. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, maybe some 20-somethings, uh, people over 50. I think I'm usually the only 30-something that goes. <laughs> but, like, um, but it's just great because just music is bringing everyone together. And it's kind of ageless in that way. Hmm. But it's really neat. It happens every summer in um, the end of June uh, for a week. Hmm. And basically the... We have about four teachers, harp teachers come. We've had Karina Hewitt, we have Sue Richards, um, we've had Jen Narcovicus, Rachel Clemente, Rachel Hare. Um, like I said, you were interviewing all my favorite people oh. on your <laughs> podcast. So like all those people I know from most us. Um, we've had Seamus Gagne, we just had like lots of great, great people. And um, one of the things that really struck me when I first started going to OSES was how everyone is just like you, you know, all the greats, all the harp greats that you admire, and you're all just having lunch together. Hmm. And, and you're like, well, they're human. Yeah. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, they make mistakes while they're playing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just a really great environment to be in. And everyone's super supportive. Same way with our Ohio Scottish games. Like it's, it's, it's very, um, Non, it's competitive, but non-competitive, and that I feel like everyone wants you to do well, and everyone wants you to win in in, in your category, and mm. um, it's just a really supportive uh, group to be around, both the school and the games. Just preparing for competitions must be so, it's nerve-wracking, um, but um, I think it sort of pushes you to go a little bit further than you might have thought you could go. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, it really gives you something to work towards. Uh, the the Shissa competitions have categories from beginner up to master. It's like five different categories. Mm. Um, so you can really kind of, you know, go where your level is. Um, and then there's also special categories like harp and voice, harp and storytelling, harp and ensemble that mm. you can choose to compete in. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a great, uh, great way to really work towards something and yeah. get some good feedback from from people that know what they're talking about. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so yeah. during the competition, are there, um, like, so you have to do slow air, and then you have to do dance tunes, and then... Yeah, it depends on, on the category. I think, um, like, beginner, you just have to play one tune, just one Scottish tune, and then the next ne level is novice, and I think you have to play, like, two contrasting pieces. Oh. And then it gets a little more specific the higher up you go. Now they've introduced repertoire lists, so anything oh. above beginner, you have to have at least five tunes up to, like master is 40 tunes just like in your repertoire wow um that you could be called upon to play <laughs> um but yeah oh, that's so uh, not, not all 40 certainly right. <laughs> <laughs> so shissa i should say is scottish harp society of america um and then we have they have competitions mostly in let's see we've got ohio there's a few new england ones um 
from June, like, into the fall. Mm. And, and they all pretty much go by the same, um, you know, set of rules gotcha. and, and categories. Yeah. So how did you get involved with um, the Scottish Harp Society of America? Um, just, like, knowing people from OSAS, really, because there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one, one favorite memory from my first year at OSAS is... Um, it doesn't even involve harp, really, but we had a, we have our, our fiddle class as well. And that year, Dr. John Turner was teaching the fiddle class. Um, he has the Jink and Diddle Fiddle School. Just great, great yeah. fiddler. Makes you cry. Great oh. on laments. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember sitting there after after the classes one day. It was a bunch of harp people, some fiddle people, and he was just playing for us. Mm. You know, and I'm I'm this far from John Turner. <laughs> and I just had tears running down my face because, like, listening to him play in this intimate little setting, and I'm like, I get to be here for a week. Mm. I'm like, this is this is amazing. Like, you know, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's just yeah. so cool to have that opportunity. There's nothing like live music and and just yeah. the power of it. It's that's such an amazing experience to be around, just to have like be around all those musicians and. You know, just to share songs and stories, and and I love that it's such a positive environment that people are so encouraging and and just want you to learn and carry on the tradition. And there's so much camaraderie and, um, like you said, very very encouraging environment. Hmm. Um, yeah, we just like we just want to spread harp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're with you're with people that get it, so hmm. that's that's nice. We, we also have a tradition, in, this is like exclusive to the harp class, but we have a tradition where we will go and it used to be at Oberlin College. So there was this weeping beech tree mm. that had a has a bench under it. And so the, the last day before OSS is over, all the harpers will go there and we'll just sing songs together. Oh, wow. Um, but it's just, yeah, Har harpers are a social bench. We like each other. Definitely. And <laughs> Oberlin is such an amazing music school, too. It's oh, and the campus is just beautiful. Mm. Yeah, but we're, we're going to be moving. We're moving in, uh, hopefully, this next summer um, to, to Baldwin-Wallace College. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's actually right down the street from me, so that's oh, convenient. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to find a new singing tree. I, I got an idea. So. <laughs> okay. And so what did you do during um, COVID when you couldn't meet in person? Yeah, so for OSAS, uh, we did it on Zoom. We, we did cancel the competition last couple of years, um, but we did meet for OSAS for about five days each on Zoom. We did that the past two summers. We've done that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it worked, uh, you know, especially the first year. You're like, this is great. You know, mm. we really needed this. It felt like real OSAS almost. Mm. Um, still did the four teachers, still did the rotation. Oh, um, you know, we're all just learning Scottish tunes by ear. Uh, at your level, right. um, so it's 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 nice, and we're all in a, a Zoom room together with the different levels. And so. then this coming each level, this coming June, it'll be back in person. Then that's the plan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Like, please. <laughs> and please, yeah, and, and and then you you also teach too. I do. Yeah. COVID has been such a. It's been a challenge, especially for musicians, because. I'll, a lot of the technology just isn't really there for us to really play together um, because of the lag and, and things like that. So uh, I know a lot of sessions have been like everyone on mute and then just one person playing at a time and, and things like that. But um, how is that like for you, for you as a, you perform, you teach, you record, how have you been working through that? 
I did a lot of Zoom. <laughs> a lot, a lot of Zoom. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always, um, almost since I started teaching, I've been teaching online. So, so that part wasn't bad. That was a really smooth transition. Mm-hmm. I just, I only have like two local students right now anyway. So they just moved to Zoom and it was no problem. So I feel very lucky in that regard. I feel like, honestly, folk harps have a leg up for that because I feel like a lot of us have already been teaching on Skype and Zoom for a while. True. <laughs> True. So I'm like, oh, this is fine, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, teaching was fine. Performing has historically been like kind of the least of what I do okay. for me personally. So I, I haven't always, I usually have not been performing a whole lot. So, but I did end up diving into online concerts mm. on Zoom. So I, I tried that during the pandemic and it was actually a lot of fun. I started asking my friends if they'd perform with me. Oh, so, so like each of us would share the time, you know, and we'd have to do half the work because you only have to prepare a half an hour of music instead of an hour, that kind of thing. Right, right. It was it was a lot of fun. It, they all went really well. Uh, hmm. The first person I asked was Stephanie Kloss and she did one graciously with me and just jumped in. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've done a handful of those and they were great. They were a lot of fun. I did see a video of you performing outside the Five Points. Is that the Five like Points a Cafe? cafe yes. yeah. Shout out to Five Points. It seems like a Cleveland. really cool place. <laughs> it is. It's a really, really uh, cute little coffee shop. Um, the owner's from Ireland. Uh, he opened it up, I think, about five years ago. Um, but yeah, they, they have try to have live music every week. Um, and I'm so like, I'm just so happy they, they weathered the pandemic and they stayed open and <laughs> true. Yeah. You know, did a lot of pickup window things and yeah. And yeah, now they have, uh, they like to have outdoor music when it's nice out. Mm. Um, I met my friend Andrew McManus performing there. Um, he does guitar and, and voice songwriting. So yeah, oh, nice. we've, we've done a couple things there together. Um, but yeah, usually mostly during this whole time, it's been a lot of zoom stuff. (laughs) When you think about teaching, um, what do you think makes a good teacher? Yeah, that was a really interesting question. I I like that you asked me that. Um, I think um, being teachable is really important. Hmm. Like I've learned a lot from teaching uh, just, you know, what works and what doesn't work. I teach mostly adults, Hmm. um, a lot lot of adult beginners. Um, So you really, you know, you really learn kind of what, what works and what doesn't also I think don't compare students mm. right like I said I, I try to measure everyone compared only to themselves um like personal progress over perfection because everyone's so different sure you know because someone someone you know I've had for six months might be playing Grania Hambly pieces already mm. you know and someone I've had for two years is not near that and that's fine <laughs> you know everyone's everyone's really different yeah yeah, yeah. I mean you um, definitely have to meet your students where they are but it's yeah. more about getting them maybe you know from you know here to you know a, like a lower level to like a little bit higher from where yeah. they started just inspiring them too like what how do you inspire your students and what inspires you as a teacher Oh, good question. Who inspires me in general is just people. I think I just kind of observe what people are doing. And sometimes I, you know, take it and put my own spin on it. And there's so many great harp YouTubers out now. Yeah. Um, yeah, like t- teaching and also like uh, arranging and, and composing and stuff. Uh, like what inspired my YouTube channel originally, I was watching Christy Lynn. Uh, you know, Christy Lynn sure. and how she was putting out really great, consistent content. Mm. Um, so I had started my YouTube channel, but I had, you know, 
fallen off the wagon and but then I was watching her I'm like I should be able to do this every week I can do this so hmm. so I started teaching tunes like they do at OSAS so I'll just teach tunes by ear and we'll you know people will probably like that and they did and hmm. it kind of grew and then it grew into my Patreon group and there's so many great inspiring people out there and every, I feel like everyone is has their own thing to bring to the table you know it's just really really nice to uh yeah, just be able to appreciate everybody yeah. around you. Like Anne, Anne Crosby got debt. Like she's so great with composition and mm. doing things that sound complicated but aren't. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Christy Lynn's so great at just, you know, the social media and the um, uh, arranging and getting getting beginners to play things, you know, that are, are really good. And Josh Lane's out there doing classical harp, you know, and it's just everyone's got such a nice thing to a different thing to bring to the table. It's really cool. And you have your, um, you have a free Facebook group for, for Harpist as well. I do. Yeah, I do. It's called Mastering Celtic Music and it's on Facebook. Um, and uh, my hope for that group is it's going, uh, I want it to just grow into a, a hub for Celtic music, like hmm. all kinds of different instrumentalists. If you play fiddle, you can join. If you play accordion, you can join, you know, that's fine. It's not just Harpist. Um, it's very harp heavy at the moment, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just want to kind of facilitate discussion about, you know, session playing or, mm. you know, this, this kind of, you know, why, what makes Irish music different from Scottish music and, you know, and just, just things like that. I want to foster a place where that, those kind of discussions can be had. And then I, I keep a lot of resources on there. Mm. Uh, Facebook now has this thing called guides in some groups where you can, um, just pin different resources. Um, so I've got a bunch of different categories on there uh, so people can go and have a look at what we've saved there. A bunch of different free tune books, a bunch mm. of different tutorials, um, heart maintenance, you know, just kind of all kinds of learning resources up there. I do want to talk to you about it's storytelling with the harp because that's a really big tradition um, with especially like Celtic harp, um, singing with the harp and and. Um, the harpist that the they would play in the background while poetry was being read, and I know you you did a really neat video that people can can watch. It was a tale of the the Selkie Bride. Um, yeah. And tell us a little about that project and how you chose the the tunes that you used to accompany it. Sure. Yeah. So so my husband's a writer, um, and it, we had this idea once. He just started telling a story off the top of his head you know we were at home he's like i had this idea and, and he starts telling about this this like nymph like girl in the forest and this guy that meets her and, and he's like you you know we could put heart music behind this <laughs> and i was like well that's a great idea because I, I know like um lisa lynn and aria frankfurt i think do mm -hmm. some of that kind of thing too so i was like that that could be you know we could do that on stage that'd be nice um but yeah that, so that's just one of the stories we decided to do because i know um I think it all started with the fisherman's song for attracting seals. Um, so I, I already knew that tune. And I said, this would be a, a good one because there's a fisherman in this story. Um, so I'll kind of, you know, Peter and the wolf it and mm -hmm. make this the fisherman's theme. And then um, I had been taught Song of the Woman of the Sea at um, a little harp festival in Granville. Um, I think Granville Harp Festival it's called. We've only had one so far. Hopefully we have another one. That's Rachel Clemente's brainchild. Mm. Um, but Rebecca Hill taught me that tune, Song of the Woman of the Sea. And it's pretty much, I think, the same story as the Selkie Bride. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's like an actual mermaid or a Selkie, but either way, um, kind of that same vein. 
uh, and, and it's very ethereal sounding. So I said, this is great. You know, this is going to be the, the Selkies theme. Mm. So we just started with that and then transitioned to Fisherman's Song uh, when we get to the middle of the story and then kind of go back when she goes back to the sea. Mm. Uh, try and keep that in there. Yeah. Oh, neat. So we, we found that story online and Jonathan just kind of put his own spin on a few things and uh, and yeah, we made a video of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll link to that um in in the the show notes too, so people can oh, can check that out. Um Because yeah. you do have a ton of resources and videos on your YouTube page, which people can really dive into and and dig in to like discover new songs and things like that too. So kind of hand in hand with the storytelling in the harp is singing with the harp. Um, and you have a beautiful version of uh, How to Drive the Winter Away. That, yeah. Yes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. Th- that's also on your YouTube page. And so you uh, you sent me a, a beautiful piece to uh, to share with our audience. So if you'd like to just uh, introduce it, that would be wonderful. Yeah, uh, this is a medieval song. It used to be a broadside ballad. Um, it's called has three different names. It's called All Hail to the Days, To Drive the Cold Winter Away, or In Praise of Christmas, sometimes it's called. All hail to the days that merit more praise than all the rest of the Um, and then there's a video that accompanies it. Where did you film this? In a, in a park or? Oh, just, yeah. Um, down by my apartment, there's a little dell. Oh, it's <laughs> so beautiful. We just, we just filmed it down there. Yeah, a, a creek and some uh, trees. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful video, too. So, um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have, the sh- I have the sheet music for that, too. And, oh, and good. It, so. Excellent. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful song, too. And it is so pretty, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It really, really is. How do you approach accompanying yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's really, um, I think I'll usually just start with a pattern, you know, just some kind of a left hand or both hand pattern. And I might think of, um, you know, the ending of the song first or just a little snatch in the middle and then it'll kind of grow out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can, if I can show you real quick. Um, sure. Yeah. The one, one of the ones I like to do is... Um, Farewell to Tarwathi. And uh, that that started with just this. That's it. Right. Right. Beautiful. And um, and it's a pentatonic song, so I actually just do that for the whole first verse. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe some harmonics in there and you start adding things. Hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it just kind of grows out of that main idea and kind of do different things in the next verse, trying to make the verses a little varied. And But, yeah, the thing with singing and harp is um, I like to start people off, I think, on just really, really simple, like, um, 
two triads, right? Mm. You just do this, go all the way down, mm. and you can sing Green Sleeves, and that's it. Right, <laughs> right? yeah, sure. So, like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, I think a lot of people will, like, try to play the melody while they're singing. Mm. And I always felt like that's superfluous because you're singing the melody, so, sure. so why play it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just it, it find something that you can do without thinking too hard mm. and then start singing on top of it, right? It doesn't have to be very complicated at all. No, no. And sometimes when you let them, when you let it breathe, like you said, not an overly complicated accompaniment can kind of let the melody and the tune and your voice breathe some more, so... Giving that space. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to cover up the words. You want to support the words, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the same sort of thing as you supporting the storytelling, too, you're doing with yeah. that. So you have a lot of solo work and ensemble work as well. So can you talk a little bit more about your ensemble work? Sure, yeah. Uh, so, solo work has kind of taken a backseat at the moment, which is fine. Um, uh, since things have been opening up, I've actually found myself in two different ensembles. Hmm. Um, which is a lot of fun. The, it's funny, they're both um, Celtic, you know, they're both like Irish, but I feel like they're really different. Um, one now has five people and the other has four. Um, one is more chieftain style, you know, just good old, we could have almost like session music, you know, mostly, um, and some songs thrown in. And then the other one is a little more fancy. <laughs> so like, you know, we're, we're really kind of looking at, you know, the arrangements of some things, they're really arranging some things, uh, doing some solo pieces in there, hmm. um, veering off into Baroque a little bit, uh, <laughs> maybe oh, a little Renaissance perhaps. So that's going to scratch that itch really nicely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so they're both really different. I love them both. Well, um, the one, the one is funny. We got together because, um, I met these folks at a session, at a local session. Two brothers, uh, the brother asked me to play for their grandfather's memorial service. Um, this was like December 2019, I think. Um, so we we played together, um, both the, the flute playing brothers, myself, and then our fiddler. We just played Southwind. And then the music director asked us if we would do a concert there. Oh. So we said, sure. Um, so we planned it for March 2020, and then the world fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we were finally able to do it in May of 2021. Mm. So that was nice. Oh, then wow. we added a guitarist, and we just had our second concert this past weekend. Wow. Is um, there a name for the ensemble? Yeah, that's uh, Criggan. Um, and it's named after a town in Ballycroy, which is where our flute player's grandfather grew up. Oh. So since we were at his memorial service, so we'll honor him with that name. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there are some recordings of that up on your YouTube page? Yeah, I actually have our first concert. Uh, we live streamed it, so I put the video up there. Excellent. Um, and then there's another video up there, too. Yeah, oh, good. Too. I'll link to that in the show notes, too. Um, oh, thanks. So any plans to record with that group? We haven't talked about it seriously yet. Um, I hope we'll do something, at least an EP or something. Hmm. Uh, yeah, hopefully with both of them. In addition to all of your ensemble work and your teaching and, and all, but you also arrange music. Yeah. Too. So how do how did you get into to doing that? Since I always like to play by ear, um, I always either did that or, or copied arrangements by ear. Um, I used to do that on piano all the time. But it, in, uh, in Shissa competitions and at OSAS, arranging for yourself is highly encouraged. So I've always just, it's always just been something that I did. Mm. Um, just kind of grew up into it, you know. It's a little bit different if it's something I'm going to teach, 
like for the Mastering Celtic Music Club, which we haven't talked about yet, but, mm. we, uh, but we'll talk about that. Because, you know, I want it to be elementary or in- intermediate and be accessible. Um, and I don't want it to be like too long, like three different verses that are all different because I don't want my, my tutorials to be three yeah. hours long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm arranging for that, you know, I'll be mindful of that. Um, if I'm arranging a show a year piece, you know, I might play it two or three different times and they're all different, like we were talking about with mm. To Drive the Cold Winter Away. Or I might make it into a set. Um, but again, I'll just, you know, I'll probably just start with one small idea and build from there. Mm. Uh, like I said, it might even be, you know, oh, this would be cool if I end it this way. And right. then just kind of take that little idea and expand on it. Uh, I think I think arranging is kind of daunting for beginners sometimes because, um, I mean, you think you have to know a lot of theory and whatnot, mm. or are you really... I I like... I like getting people to arrange. Um, I never got really into composing myself. It's just not something I really enjoy. Mm. Um, but I love, it, it's so fun to help others realize they can play and arrange music themselves. It's such a, a freeing skill. Oh, yeah. So I enjoy kind of finding like a systematic, understandable ways of showing folks the foundation of it. Yeah. Um, and Celtic or folk music is just the perfect canvas right? Because you don't have to compose anything. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's a lot of it's public domain. It's all, f- a bunch of it's free right. online. Um, and besides being varied and beautiful and often uncomplicated, um, there's just, a, yeah, there's just an abundance of it. And the very nature of it invites that personal expression, you know? Definitely. And so I, I think it's like the difference between composing uh, would be like, or, or, arranging like a Celtic tune is like my, my canvas is beautiful. It's already there. I'm just going to paint over it. Composing would be like, I have to make the canvas. <laughs> I'm not into making the canvas right now, but I love arranging. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yeah. But it, it's, I think it's a yeah. really important um, or valuable skill to teach your students on how they can make the tune their own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've really been diving into like, you don't, you know, theory is helpful. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need a degree in it, but it's but it's really nice. I've been diving into that more lately and just geeking out about it because it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, you really just need an understanding. Um, well, it helps. It helps to have just a little understanding of chords. People might think, oh, I have all these choices. So it, a lot of it is like, how do I pick? Because there's so much I could do. So mm-hmm. it's a little like paralysis of, you know, decision. Um, but when you realize I really only have three major chords and three minor chords. And that's it, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're probably not going to use the diminished one too much. So it's like, oh, okay, that breaks it down a little more. It's a little sure. easier to yeah. understand that way. Start with the major ones and then throw in some minor ones. Definitely. Know? And if you don't use the, the third of the chord and you're just playing fifths or, or tenths yeah. or things like that, then it kind of, it you know, it makes it even easier <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And fifth sounds so good in Celtic music. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things I've tried is I've done a couple of sheet music uh, things that I call arrange your own, mm. where um, so it might be good if you're if you haven't done any arranging yet if they if they haven't done any arranging and they want to sort of get their toes wet, just um, it's it's a tune and then I have a a sheet of just different patterns and different chords that'll go along with that tune and you can kind of mix and match and put them in. Oh, neat. Um, so so I've done that with Auld Lang Syne and with a Skyboat song. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a nice little way to get started. It, it was so funny. I had someone comment on my, my club. Um, they said, I, I hate this. 
<laughs> I, I'm like, this is terrible. And then, and then I started doing it. I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> and they're like, now I love it. <laughs> I said, I was about to leave, but I, I stuck with it. And I'm like, oh, it just made me so happy. Oh, so good. Like, get, get people going on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be daunting to like, is this the first time you've ever tried arranging or, you know, I mean, even as an adult, like sitting down to the harp too, it's, it's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of, you know, things to think about too. So. Yeah. I never know what to say when people are like, is it easy to play the harp? I'm like, it depends on what you mean. It, yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, yeah. It, I think going from the piano to the harp is a little bit easier maybe. Um, yeah. Only because you're, you, you're used to like hand independence and, yeah. um, you know, and, and maybe reading both clefs if you're, if that's what you're, you know, into, but yeah, I never, mm-hmm. I never know either, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I mean, really you can make it as easy or as complicated as you want and, and anything sounds good on the harp, right? It's so, like a beginner friendly instrument in some ways, but also it can be really hard. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a, <laughs> I have a five-year-old student that, um, you know, I'm sure her parents appreciate that she's playing the harp and not like picking up the trombone or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, or the drums or whatever, but you know, it, yeah. cause like mistakes on the harp sound, oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. Right. I'm amazed at how popular it's becoming. Oh, I know. It, and and they're getting so many more like affordable models out there. Yeah. People. They really Even are. like the, the cardboard harps from like uh, wearing music and yeah. wearing. Yeah. They really it's are. Great. Yeah. I, I keep saying spread harp, not COVID nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of your actual like sheet music arrangements. When I teach too, I like, I, I always find that people are either, they have an affinity for reading music or they have affinity for learning by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of nice to push people outside of their comfort zones, even if you can't, you know, let's, let's say I'm, someone's really good at reading sheet music, but they're just not good at learning by ear. Now I'm not going to force them to learn by ear the whole time, but it's nice to, um, get them to do that a little bit. Oh, sure. Just get a little used to it. Yeah. Or vice absolutely. versa. Cause it just makes you more well, well-rounded musician. Oh, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. the, and, and the, and the music is not in the, on the page. It's so much of it is just listening. <laughs> you know, to the traditional players, because it's not, there's no way you can capture that on the page. So when you are arranging, do you have special software that you use or? Um... Um, I, for writing things down, I've always just used MuseScore. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's free and it works. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, MuseScore is great. And yeah. you can share yeah. compositions I've with never... people. Yeah. I, I just uh, do that and export it and put it on Cheap Music Plus. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's been good. I've, you know. <laughs> so people can find your, your arrangements, some of your arrangements on Sheet Music Plus. Yes, so yeah, I'm on Sheet Music Plus, and um, the best deal, though, is to join my Mastering Celtic Music Club. Yes, how do um, people because, join that? Yeah, so that is um, a subscription service, and I use, I use Patreon. Um, but I offer three main things on there. I offer monthly sheet music downloads. Um, we do monthly um, downloadable video workshops, usually teaching and arrangement, although we just did one on um, arranging from scratch, hmm. and monthly Zoom harp sessions. So those are like the three main things we do. Right. Um, and there's, yeah, there's different uh, subscription levels from starting at $5 all the way up to 20 hmm. but... Um, but that's the best way to get my sheet music because most of it is up there. That's great. And you also get the backlogs when you join. So Excellent. Uh, the other thing we're doing there now is um, 
I started a temporary series where we are meeting on Zoom every other Tuesday mm. for uh, a series I call Technique Tips. So we're just working on really beginner-friendly, back-to-basics harp technique. Um, a lot of people there, I mean, a lot of harpists now, I'm sure you know, are just being self-taught. Right? Sure, sure. So, or they're adult beginners, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's hard. So, uh, so yeah, we're just going through some easy technique tips, about half hour, 45 minutes every other week, and I put the recordings up there as well. Excellent. So, so it's, it's a lot of fun. The session, I got to tell you about the session because we have so much fun. Um, we do that every other month. We alternate a Wednesday or Saturday. Um, and we will usually, you know, usually it's me. I'll play a tune and usually one I've taught, um, and people will play along. Uh, sometimes people play their stuff they're working on for us, which is so much fun. And then sometimes we, um, compose a tune Mm. round round robin style. Oh, neat. Uh, so, you know, some person will do a phrase and then someone will continue it and, We've done four or five of those now, and they're just so much fun. Oh, like, it's I'm so, so great! Proud of everyone, they keep we our tunes keep getting better and better. I think. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put one up on YouTube here soon. Oh, uh, good. When we composed last August, we have a blast. <laughs> so great, and you've built great. such a solid harp business and community. Do you have any advice for for harpists out there who want to like? further their careers or they, you know, um, any advice for anyone who's like starting out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like just, you know, don't expect anything to happen overnight. Uh, is, is good. Cause you know, we, we've, all of us are doing this. We've been at this for years. Um, but you know, just start small. And if you have an idea, just kind of grow that idea. Um, consistency is really important. I think, um, especially if you're doing things like YouTube and, and social media and stuff, they, they really like you to be consistent. That's how your stuff gets pushed out to more people. Um, I don't pretend to understand the algorithm, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, just being consistent. So doing something like don't bite off more, you can can chew, you know, just kind of be consistent, start small and, Mm. and some things will just snowball. I, I think, um, nowadays, like you really can't be afraid to dive into social media, um, learn about it and experiment with it. Cause that's just kind of the way things are going. Mm. Um, especially now, like with the pandemic and stuff. Sure. Sure. Um, if that seems daunting, like you learned how to play the harp, right? You can learn <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's resources out there. You got this. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, a lot of whatever you do is just going to be trial and error and that's fine. So especially like with social media and stuff, right? You got to find out where your audience is mm. and they're on Facebook. i feel like all the harp learners are on facebook honestly Mm. that's just kind of where where they are um that's cool but yeah it's okay to pick a specialty too like i decided a while ago i didn't want to be hired as you know just playing whatever people want me to play like some people are great at that and that's fine this just doesn't bring me joy so like I'm, i'm just focusing on irish music i even said okay i'm not even doing weddings anymore unless they just want irish music you just got to be yourself and find your specific audience because they're out there. They're out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. So where can people find you and buy your music and take classes with you and all? Yeah. Um, so for recordings, I'm on I'm on Bandcamp. My album's on there and a couple other singles. Uh, for Sheet Music, where I said, I'm on Sheet Music Plus um, and Mastering Celtic Music Club. Um, but you can get to everything from my website, which is just tiffanyharpensong.com. Um, it's all linked up there and my contact info and everything. Yeah. 
So uh, do you have any projects coming up? Yeah, so uh, during, I think during the pandemic too, I also dove into some harp workshops on Zoom. Um, so I've done, you know, I've done some in arranging and theory and um, ear training and such. And two different ones I plan to do in the new year mm. are arranging for harp and voice, which will include an optional voice lesson as well. Um, and then I'm also planning one with Nye Farley, a folk friend in the UK, and uh, he is a great, great guy for session backing. Oh. So um, he plays guitar. So we're, we're going to do a workshop on uh, session backing. Excellent. Um, so for pretty much any chord instrument, oh. a harp or, or a banjo or guitar or whatever. Yeah. Terrific. So that's all in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have dates yet, but okay. um, if you sign up to my email list... You'll know about them. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I am so excited for all the new things that you have going on. And I know you inspire so many harpists, um, like all around the world. So uh, I hope that your, you know, your community grows and you have lots of positive feedback back and forth, like the OSAS has given you like you know that you can give to other people as well so thank you so oh, thank much you. yeah thanks for saying that oh yeah. sure yeah and thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun oh thank you thanks thanks for listening to moon over the trees music and theater productions podcast dive into the show notes at moonoverthetrees.com and if you enjoyed the show please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast 